back to the Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. And cue, cue the... We're, we're, it's Lord, Lord of the Rings. That's the Lord of the Rings theme song. We got, we, got, we got preview cards for Lord of the Rings. It is Lord of the Rings time. We are in Middle Earth. Wait, what song was that you were doing? You were doing the... No, 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 no. no. Oh. It was the... It wasn't that song. I was not doing that song. It was the... It's the one where like, they're going over the hill. Now now you've said that song, and they're like both hanging out of my All head. All the songs you're referencing are so much are so much less iconic in my brain. There's the there's also the like voice over the Yeah, Those but I just recorded a TikTok brain. using the audio that I said as the TikTok audio. <laughs> Nobody knows the audio you're talking about, Alex. We're all so confused. Ba, 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 ba. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a musical <laughs> person. You know. All right. So uh, we're doing Lord of the. So we have. So we have two PV cards. Uh, thank you, Wizards of the Coast, uh, for providing free PV cards. We were really excited. Uh, we also uh, posted these on our, our TikTok channels and other places. So make sure check it out all there. Uh, and uh, make sure to share far and wide that you saw the coolest preview cards ever uh, from Lord of the Rings on this set. So, Ben, before we get into our preview card, I'm wondering, because we're recording this before we've seen pretty much anything other than the yeah, other yeah. preview cards, I'm wondering how consistently every card in this set is going to be an iconic moment. Because um, I feel like we have two massively iconic moments, right? Like, I, yeah. I've... These are two, like ingrain and and moments in my head of lord of the rings and is every card in this set like this or did we just get lucky like i'm excited to see what the rest of the world looks like yeah i mean i look we we have talked about it on the show before my hype level for like my just love and nostalgia for lord of the rings on anything i read and see is off the charts so like getting to see these was just like you know that part of my heart is so full um i think there's enough nostalgia and lore with these stories that the, I don't know how many cards the set is, and I'm assuming like 250 or less, like 200 or less even maybe. There are at least 753 variants of you cards. Printing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But but I mean, like old magic sets are like 350 expansions would be like yeah. 200, 200 change. So pro- probably it like it's two, two, two to 300 is like the safe estimation of what it is. Could be even less, but it's mm-hmm. probably two to 300. Mm-hmm. So if I was to just go through really fast with you and be like, hey, let's name uh titles of how many things in the lord of the rings world we can think of so it's like okay well here's the here's the 30 characters and here's the 30 moments and then here's the locations and then here's the battles and then here's the weapons and it's like we go past 200 really fast so i feel like just 30 characters what a lord of the rings noob (laughs) you know what i'm saying but like like, every person in gimli's family tree from the beginning of doran on (laughs) all the sweet dwarves from that movie uh (laughs) Uh, i want to open the card then i open the pack i was like misty mountain song like that's what i want um Feely, no, but, but, yeah. and gloin and gloin and <laughs> bimber and there's, just, there's just like so 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 much of it which is what makes me feel like probably everything is somewhat iconic um now that's, obviously yeah that's fair where, where would you rate yourself on the lord of the rings nerd scale Ooh, okay. So let's and, and, easier- and in the comments below, I also want all of our watchers to also rate themselves on the ner- Lord of the Rings nerd scale. So you've got a comp here. This is an important comp to list because Star Wars is the comp, right? And and up until the the sequels, 
being a Star Wars nerd was a different experience. It was like, I felt like I was a pretty big Star Wars guy. Like I loved Star Wars. So I would have put myself in the top half, like a six out of 10, maybe. Okay. Once okay. the sequels happened and stuff, I'm barely a two, right? I love Star Wars, but I just don't compare. Lord of the Rings has not had quite the same cultural acceptance past those films, those first three. Obviously, like the Hobbit movies did what they did, but the new show wasn't beloved in the same way. So like, really, if you're a diehard, it's either because you read the books or you love the three movies. That's there's that, that's like one of two things. Nobody I know is like, I became this Tolkien guy because those Hobbit movies were so good. Like no one feels that way. It's sure, 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 sure. The, the reason you love Lord of the Rings is one of the books, either the original trilogy or the Hobbit book. And I would argue 90% of people, it's the movies. It's the three movies, which means if you have seen them dozens and dozens of times, like I have, I'm not because I know the folks that are in the top 20%. I'm not there, but I'm slightly below it. Like I'm in this, I'm in the 70th percentile. Like I, I have seen them all countless times. I can recount so, the scene. I can hum the songs. I know. Yeah. 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 I think, I think like Lord of the Rings scale, I think a one is a fan, right? There's someone who saw the movies and liked them. I think that's like a one on the scale on, as Lord of the Rings nerd, right? Like not a person within the world where like all the people that hate Lord of the Rings are on the scale, right? Those are all zeros. So if the one right. is like, uh, I watched the movies when they came out, I liked them. That's a one. good. Yeah. Uh, a number 10 is can speak Elvish. You've got the tattoo right here. No, yeah, no, no. Like, I would say just tattoos and like any, I think like you need to speak multiple language in Lord of the Rings and have like tattoos and can like, that's a 10. I think like, like Elvin, like Lord the, of the, like, Rings. With the Elvin is like an eight for you. That's like, that's I mean, all it gets I you. Have like a, I have like an Elvin tattoo is like a seven or an eight. Like I think, oh. I th yeah, I think oh. like that's like a, like, I would say that I, when I was in middle school, was probably closer to the seven, like would have gotten a tattoo if I would have gotten any tattoo. I think I've wow. fallen closer to the five, six now in the meantime, like partially for what you're saying, right? I need, to be honest, I need constant content release, right? Like yeah. if, if like for Star Wars, one of the reasons I've been a Star Wars fan, Magic, One Piece, is because that stuff's still coming out. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender, massive Avatar fan, but there's no new content or the new content right, is right, very right, limited. Right. That's changing, which is awesome. But um, with Lord of the Rings, like, you know, it, it's, there, there definitely was like, and then it didn't help that like in the same way for Star Wars didn't help. Like the Hobbits weren't very good. Um the the amazon show was kind of boring uh and i haven't and we kind of stopped watching and i didn't hear better things from the right, point where right, i stopped right. watching right um but like it's one of those things i also go back to that i'm like oh wait i know a lot of i know a lot of lord of the Rings stuff like that's what like i six makes sense to me like i could name every dwarf in hob in 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 right. the off the top of my head and sing like some of the songs and memorized every riddle from uh, the the riddles in the dark chapters, like like levels of nerd. And now I don't remember any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, like it's all about iconic moments. Um, my mom read me the books when I was a kid, so I have the memory of La the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, like those stories. But it's those movies. It's for me. It's not the books. It's not anything other than what was put on film and like my experience and my memory of those movies. And it's so important to me. So many memories that I have of like my favorite parts of film history and even like cultural things that people that are our age, you can make a quick reference to. They'll like 
like I can make a reference like Theoden King and like many people that are our age will just like know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah. I don't know. There's just there's just so many many things that are incredible. Our age is also really interesting with Lord of the Rings, right? Because we grew up in a world where there were no movies. Like I like have distinct memories of like seventh grade. I was in an improv class and it was like one of the electives you could take. And the first Lord of the Rings movie had come out. Yeah. None of the other ones had come out yet. Uh, and I had read the books. I like immediately, as soon as I saw that movie, I had read the Hobbit like a few times and I loved the cartoon as a kid. And I tried reading the actual of the rings a few times. I could never get through it. Cause I was like in the fifth grade and then like, yeah. but the movie put enough fire under me to be able to get through reading the rest of the books. And I knew who Golem Schmeagle was. I was like, yeah. this guy is an icon. You guys don't understand. He's the best character in these movies. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be Schmeagle in this like this this like improv game we're doing in class. No one, no one m- immediately mocked. No one knew who it was. Uh, yeah. It was like, who the who's Golem from Lord of the Rings? And then literally six months later, Andy Serkis is a household name. One of the most iconic characters in fil- film history, like just immediately yeah. steals the show in the two towers and like. Like it's it's weird that like we grew up in a world where like we could have you knew you could be a Lord of the Rings person without it being pop culture knowledge. And then it just became it flipped that switch. So. To to, to, to continue hinting at what our preview cards are, we have a we have a land, we have a legendary land and we have an instant um, and we have the legendary land. I'm just going to maybe maybe the powers of editing will have we have just just the title of the card and maybe the artwork we have the minds of moria is our red oh, land little fellowship of the ring reference uh gimli takes them into the minds of moria it's not a so what's he say it's not a something it's a tomb what's the line i can't well, gimli doesn't say that it's uh it's because yeah, yeah 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 because like gimli's a hype he's like oh, i'm gonna see all my friends yeah. they're gonna feed me really well uh and Fallen. then and then they get there and it's like locked and they're like speak friend and enter yeah. and then like the the, yeah. the the octopus starts attacking them or the kraken in the lake and they get in there and uh and then um and then the other card which speaking of like iconic moments from the movie like minds of moria was like oh wait these are things i recognize the other one is friendly rivalry which is a reference to legolas and gimli keeping score in the flavor text which are now no, not jumping the flavor text is 42 master legolas and it's like gimli and legolas fighting in the artwork which you that's, get two, that's two towers that's a that's a two towers reference right and they're they're up there uh, well in the, in the films at least right uh in the films it was i believe there was in helm yeah yeah. yeah 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 two towers yeah Helm's deep, yeah yeah both both incredibly iconic See, moments incredibly I'm, a, moments. I'm a level i was a level seven lord of the rings nerd and ben was obviously yeah. like a five who doesn't know <laughs> of Helm's no, i made the correct i made the correct reference and you had to like you said the don't mo- you shame don't you shame <laughs> me on the podcast uh yeah yeah no no but like uh it, that both, would, both wait, are ben, like would you say that this podcast is a friendly rivalry <laughs> Yes, yes. I, poc- I pocketed that one. <laughs> uh, uh, so yes, I, I mean, there's. I was just say there's the, what you just talked about the, them talking about the you know their rivalry, like who's got more in in Helm's Deep. So many of the lines in the films, and again, I know there are people that are going to listen to this who, because these cards are direct references to the books, not the films. Most people's frame of reference in popular culture has to do with the movies, which is why you cannot pass is different than you shall not pass. Uh, we'll get to all that, but, but, but 
I will still say it's it's like sort of related enough that, you know, moments like that in Helm's Deep can be put on flavor text. And even if you haven't read the books, you'll still kind of know what that's in reference to. I do wonder um, when you mentioned just a second ago, sort of the, the the different moments and sort of what how what is iconic and what isn't, you know, for me, there's probably five or six moments throughout the, the film trilogy that is like that, like stand out emotionally when I watch the movies. I make the Baromir joke a lot, but but there are iconic ones, right? Like, yeah, I wish the ring had never come to me. It's like one of the famous that might be that that's that's probably like maybe Gandalf's most famous monologue, right? Where he's like, you know, I, I wish Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had ever happened. And then Gandalf has that line. So do all who live to see these times, that whole thing that he says. Yeah. Um, and I do wonder as flavor text or something else, will we get representations of those moments, those iconic cinematic moments, you know, because that's text from the book. I think we will. I think, I think obviously it depends on can, like, does it make sense getting it onto a card, right? Like that's always a challenge, mm-hmm. but I think there's a likelihood of getting a lot of those great scenes and some of it aren't in the movie. If they're only in the movies, then we, we probably aren't getting them or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like exactly what that looks like. I think there's going to be interesting. Oh, just this is a tangent. Have you heard the theory that, and maybe I can find this TikTok for Rick to put on the screen, but have you heard the theory that, that, well, okay, let's, let's say one of the cards and I'll, well, no, I'm going to do the theory first. <laughs> the theory that uh, Frodo doesn't know Legolas's name. <laughs> No. Okay. So, so <laughs> Legolas, I believe, speaks directly to Frodo one time in the entire trilogy. Okay. And that okay. is, you can have my bow. Oh, yeah. That's literally the only communication that they have directly to each other in all three movies. But there's, there's the scene when like Frodo is in the bed. It's when they get up and he's like, yeah, literally, yeah, literally that one. So, so, so that scene, he's like in the bed at the very end, and like Gimli shows up, and you can, it's there's no sound, there's no audio, and you it's literally see him say Gimli, like you see him say the words, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it cuts yeah. to them and they're hugging, and he's like ho 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 ho, and then it cuts and you see Legolas enter, and he's like, like <laughs> smiles without wording anything. And then, like, that would be fine. But then Aragorn comes in and he distinctly says Aragorn's name. Aragorn, like, yeah, yeah. Aragorn. <laughs> and it's like, hey, he doesn't that's know. Hysterical. He doesn't know. Like, it's the face you make when you don't know the name of someone. And you're like, hey, that guy. <laughs> you're He's still like, around. Yeah, but like, well, like the Frodo face of like, yeah. Like, so yeah, happy. But literally, that's, he makes that face. But then, because yeah. he doesn't know Michael's name. All right. So, friendly rivalry is a red-green instant target creature you control and up to one other target legendary creature you control each deal damage to equal to their power to target creature you don't control so this is a bite card um fight obviously is the the keyworded mechanic where they do damage to each other bites are when you just are directly doing it to another creature uh this is two of them um this is definitely like this is a card meant for limited right this is an iconic moment the it's the the friendly rival between legolas and gimli where during the battle of helms deep they're like keeping score of who's killed more things and i believe it continues through the battle of Minas Tirith into into return of yeah. the king right like when like like uh legolas kills that elephant right and like gimli's yeah. like that only counts as one <laughs> actually do they, do they keep it score entire I, i'm not sure they do it in helm's deep no they do they do for sure but i think they the running joke helm's continues deep. between both movies yeah. yeah yeah um yes i i think uh from a from a card appraisal perspective you know it's indicative to me of this is an uncommon, I believe, right? Yes, yes. It's a solid. It's a solid removal spell. Um, 
it's up to right so so you do you have to have both creatures in play for this to happen or is or uh, so so you can you can target you have to have one creature and you target it yeah. and then the other creature has to be legendary so if you don't have a legendary creature you can't play the spell correct no no no, no, okay. no 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 if you if you just have a non-legendary you can play it so so oh, okay target creature so control can... and up to one other legendary creature yeah. so the so second creature has to be legendary right like it's a stand it's your it's your standard limited effect it's your like infectious bite whatever and if you have a legendary creature which there will be a lot of in the set because of all the characters you can for two mana probably deal four to six damage quite easily to something which is really good uh it's a very good effect this is going to be a like a highly picked limited card the question is how powerful are the cards in the set and and to me it feels like looking at this and imagining this feels like a horizon set. So this is probably a perfectly reasonable, like on a scale of one to 10 uh, limited pick. This is probably five, probably exactly average, probably like right in the middle, maybe a little better, but like, I feel like I'd be happy to get this card. I'd probably get the seventh pick, maybe fourth if I like want to be in those colors, but because it's two colors to begin with, and it has a condition of a legendary, probably somewhere between fourth and seventh picked on average. Yeah, I agree with that. That, that, that I think sounds right. The thing to me that's interesting about this, which is my, my interest as far as limited goes always in, in gold cards is it's a signpost card, right? An uncommon gold card is often like, this is what the red green limited draft archetype is supposed to be. Yeah. And to me, yeah. that's saying legendary creatures, which, which wizards has leaned in to like red green, with white like what white naya really naya colors are like the legendary creatures matters colors right the the um bard class from forgotten realms and the the yeah. legendary standard deck they were building was all based around that um so it's not surprising that this is kind of like playing in that world um this as far as bite cards is like really above rate right like normally bite <laughs> is like four mana for your one creature to bite something else at sorcery speed an instant bite card, an instant bite card that can double your creatures. So it's going to, as long as you have a legendary creature, it's probably killing anything you're looking at on the other side of the field is yeah, pretty cool. Great. One thing like, you know, something we haven't really talked about yet is like, this is a modern horizon set, right? This is modern horizons three. This yeah. is printing directly into modern. Uh, and like, there were tons of cards like this in modern horizons, but I do wish this like maybe had like, something about it that made it more modern applicable. Like, could this target any target? Like, would it be too good if this could hit like something on that level or um, the creature died, draw a card or something like something? Yeah, something like something a little that. bit more at uncommon to make this a little bit more of a feature for the format. Because uh, I like I just I think our other card, which we'll talk in a second, is is more modern playable. I don't think this one. I'm not. I'm not going to say that this absolutely has zero modern playability to it. And like, I think even in limited, I would say, as you said, I would expect this to go like eighth pick in limited in the first eight picks in limited in first pack and then second pack and third pack a little bit earlier just from no, a like I think, I think it's higher than that. I think I think because of the fact that it's even even if the rates on these cards are pushed, it's instant speed. There will probably be some okay fixing. And the fact that it's an instant speed bite effect on its face for two, like, like it's just, you just, you could have a three, three for three that like this probably kills something at instant speed. 
means that you can look at this card first when you open the pack and you go, maybe this is my first pick. If nothing else in this pack is what I want to take, this is a fine thing to start with because I know this will be better than most things. Except it's gold, right? Like that's the one, the one issue. And that's why I said pack one, right? Like I think, I think this is a, this is a instant pick for anyone who's already red green. Right. Like right, this is right. this is a slam dunk red green card. But if you're not sure you're red green yet, this card is a late pick. And that's that's like the the point I almost want to make where it's like for the signpost cards, you almost always want them to be a little bit better than that. You want it to be like, oh, this makes me want like this doesn't make right, me want to be right. in red green legendary creature fight like fight deck. Right. This makes me I'd pick this card every single time if I'm already doing this, but I'm never picking this card to do this. Right. Like the red black, the red black three drop in Marshall Machine that we have right now that you can sacrifice a creature to like put a counter or draw a card, whatever. That card's really good. Yeah. Like it's very good. But if you're not in red black, it's like a struggle. But if you are even close to red black, you're like, this is tempting enough to take this card. Right. This this is a card that if I'm in black and red, if I'm in black or red and I get this fifth pick, I'm like, okay, I know that no one else is in black and red in front and behind me because this card is worth leaning into, but not worth first picking. This isn't even that, right? This is like, Oh, just it's possible. There were better red and or green cards in whatever this pack for the, you know, so it's not, it's not as signposty as I would like. Um, But I love this moment. I mean, like from a story perspective, it's fun fun to get to play it for sure. And like, I feel like it was planted because then, you know, people know that we, we have a, I would say we have a friendly rivalry amongst. Oh, you think this is history. planted for our? You think this is planted for our podcast? I think it's fair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we got like. That's why there were two. There was the one for me to put on TikTok, the one that we haven't talked about yet, and then the one for the podcast, the uncommon one. Oh, look at you! Look at you! <laughs> just the flex. Just the flex. All right. So the the next the next card uh, that we've been uh, allowed to uh, given and, and excited to present. Uh, as we mentioned, mine's Amoria. It's a legendary land, both in 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 media. Like I think, like if we want to talk about the history of legendary lands in pop culture, this is one of the most legendary ever made. I mean, we're going to see other ones in this set, I assume, and some of the. I'm assuming this is one of a cycle, and there's you know one for each of the colors, but like George, Shire, the Mines of Moria, like, like if I, something. Yeah, if like if I walked up to a person was like the Mines of Moria, they're like, oh yeah, that land's pretty, le- that's a pretty legendary location, right? Like if I'm like Teleria Academy, they're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, the, maybe like the God Tree, they don't know what it is, but it sounds pretty legendary. Uh, so the yeah, Mines yeah. of Moria is a legendary land. It uh, enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a legendary creature, um, which is a theme of the, the environment, not just the color combo. And then you tap it to add one red or you may pay three and a red to tap it and exile three cards from your graveyard to create two treasure tokens so you got to be mining you got to dig into that graveyard get your shovel uh your hammers and try and get that mithril uh and uh yeah I think this card is pretty good. Um, there are a couple it's factors. A I don't know if I said it's that. a rare. Yeah. So the factors that stand out to me that are interesting are number one, the legendary clause, as we all know, you know, commander is a big deal for anything that references legendary. However, in modern, like it does happen. It's not like it's impossible. So 
it costing four to exile three to get two treasures is a bit of a high cost. Like it doesn't feel like something you're going to proactively look to do in the early part of a game or in a combo situation. It feels like the kind of thing that you'd have one of these. And in modern later in the game, you might use it to create advantage because, because getting artifacts into play like treasures are both mana, but also like there's a lot of things that want you to have artifacts. So it's unique in the fact that like your resource of three cards in your graveyard, which is common in every single type of magic that's ever been played means that like this land that enters tap late in the game creates a pretty good advantage. Yeah. It's just missing. Like every piece of it is missing one thing that makes it like, whoa, but I will say as somebody who plays like red commander decks, like I have two different ones. I play a lot. I'm going to buy the crap out of this card. It's going to go into Galazeth. It's going to go into Kedis. It's going to go into uh, whatever that dumb blue red card I have. Gerson Starn. Like this is going to go into all my decks. Like (laughs) because the fact that like the downside is that it's a tapped red source is all I'm dealing with me. But like the, the flip side is that what I'm like stalled out or like all those decks want to be able to do this. So I think this card's pretty good, right? Like I think I think yeah, for decks that like you know like a Ma- Ma- Magda Magda, like Magna decks or like any anything that just like wants treasures for reasons in a commander environment, you just play this, right? It's like it's a it's a free roll especially in Magda where it's like she costs like the chances that this ever enters the play untapped is low unless you're like needing more mountains and you're like cutting it close. I think this is pretty safe to play in a lot of decks and yeah. you'll definitely get utility out of this randomly one out of every five games, regardless if you use it every round. I think like in modern to your point, like any deck that's like playing Academy Manufacturer, right? Like that type of thing, anything that can like I, I think this. For the treasures that you're making, this is whatever, right? Like the the, the ability to use this to make mana is like not going to be super hot. The ability to create two artifact tokens that can be used for mana or be used for other things has a lot more features to it, I think, that are more useful. Um, And the fact that it's an untapped mana source, so it's like a free roll for decks often that are like any type of legendary deck that can play this is like just able to. but yeah, I do think it does, as you said, like it's just overcosted enough that I'm like a little wary on it in like like as a free roll, which is good, right? Like the Kamigawa yeah. lands, the channel lands are a mistake, arguably, that they are a free roll in any deck that could ever want to play them. The fact that this is not a free roll and you want it for specific homes means it's a better design that it that it will also see play. Um and do you think let me ask you, let me ask you this. If this were blue, so it was a blue tapped source, untapped, the whole same deal. Mm-hmm. And instead of getting two treasures, it was the same effect to draw one card. Would you think it was better or worse? Better. Four mana, exile three cards to draw one card. Better. Explain. I think having a land that late game draws you cards and the decks that want you late game to draw cards is better than a land that late game makes mana i think you don't need as much in the late game right like it's 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 what do you need on turn seven in a deck i don't need mana i need things to use all of the mana that i've been playing every turn up to this point to spend it on is the difference right 
Like, what if it was what if it was that, but only as a sorcery? Still better. Yeah, still better. I I think like sorcery makes it closer. Yeah, but not cost five of your land, right? What? Like five, it costs five of your lands at that point. Yeah, yeah. Five mana one to tap out and draw a card. I think that's unplayable. I think that's this is more playable than that. I would say, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. So what I'm trying to kind of balance in my head and figure out is like, I think as someone who really likes to take advantage of cheap artifacts, like I do this in every format I play. Like I aggressively try to look for like how can I loop and play cheap artifacts to get effect. Mm-hmm. I look at this and I go, "There's probably a way." For me to have this in my deck and be super hyped that it's there. Uh, whereas like that card we just talked about, even if it wasn't the sorcery speed one, like even if it was the standard, the, the regular one that costs five mana, like it, there's a lot of good magic cards, man. Like, I, I guess I would say this. I think the first card you said is modern playable. Like yeah. there are multiple modern decks that would play a blue untapped if you control legendary creature source that late yeah. game just will draw you a card every turn for four mana and three cards out of your graveyard um i think that this card if it sees play in modern is going to be pretty fringe yeah um i think that the sorcery version is just unplayable in every format <laughs> yeah. uh but i think i think this one the like the, the real question is why do i need two treasures on turn seven right which is the, the the answer to that question isn't you don't, right? The fact that you can use this and then like use it to fix your mana isn't like a totally like irrelevant thing. Or if you wanted to do a reanimator deck and have this in the deck and have it as a alternative option to cast your like Jin Gataxius that in your red black reanimator deck so that like normally in the late game you can't cast like blue mana spells but because you have a single treasure producer in your deck it's like a little bit more feasible um right it like does let you splash and then also let you ramps in the genjin gataxius so if you like don't get your reanimator spells off but you're able to like control the game to not die you can use this to like ramp into it on turn because it does bump you from five mana to eight mana eight yeah hit a land drop I mean, my thought is, OK, so here, here, here's like my my comment on this, because I, I feel like we'll talk about this and then there's a whole kind of other separate half of the conversation in this episode that we want to have about uh, a different topic. But like what I will say is that my experience of having playing played that Galazeth Prismari deck, which is like that was like my first really favorite EDH deck. The whole premise behind that deck is that, you know, you're taking advantage of like lots of artifacts being in play to play big spells. Um, And obviously Galazeth, because it's a commander, you can play with an accelerator on turn three every game. Now, in modern, that's not the case. I don't think it's very realistic that there would be like a Galazeth deck that it would exist. However, there's a lot of pieces that play into that deck that make it really powerful that aren't that foreign to a combo-centric engine deck in modern. Like, Look at Academy Manufacturer. You, you mentioned Academy Manufacturer, right? That card's very good. Like you, you make a food, a treasure, uh, or a clue, and it makes all of them. So Strike It Rich all of a sudden is one red to get you all of those things. So that's that's quite good. You have cards like Garop or Aether Grid that are going to win the game on their own if your opponent can't answer. You have cards like 
Shimmer Dragon and War of Invention that take huge advantage of the fact that you have a lot of artifacts that are very hard to answer. I mean, if you have a way to mill three cards a turn, right, from yep. from your deck, and you have Academy Manufacturer, this, and Time Sieve out, you win. The, yeah, Time Sieve is what takes the what I'm describing as like a high value deck to like a here's my win con. Mm-hmm. My point sort of in saying what I'm saying is when you start to combine the redundancy of all these effects, I don't know how irrelevant a card like this actually becomes if what your game plan is, I need critical mass of artifacts. I need critical mass of ways to create artifacts. And this is a land. Like I play this tapped on turn one. And now on turn five, when I've countered and answered my opponent, all of a sudden I can just start going ham, right? I don't need a sure. card in my hand. I start like, really building towards what I what is the end game of this deck. That's pretty good. I don't look at this card and go like this is a tier one staple. What I do is I look at this card and I go, I'm not going to be surprised if this card is really quite good in a few years. Yeah, like, yeah. this is the thing that everyone's playing as a one of. I think this is like a role play, right? This is going to randomly show up in a few decks every once in a while. And you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, Mines of Moria is in modern. That card's sick here. Oh, yeah. you're taking advantage of it this way. That's cool, right? Like, I think there's going to be like different ways this card is relevant. I don't don't get me wrong. And like, and you know, like already even just like there's a Asmore Academy Manufacturer Minds of Moria Madness food deck that takes advantage of the fact that Asmore is a legendary creature that costs one mana as long as you have a discard effect. Right. And and so like. And you play Ragavan in that deck, and now you got like a cool like thing that's doing stuff, and just like like the, I mean, the deck does cards, function in a cool way. How many cards can you think of in modern? So you've got, uh, how many cards can you think of in modern that like for a fairly low cost can make multiple treasures? Like that, like you can just like sure. fill the board. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right, like 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 you've definitely tracker is probably the one that comes to mind. That's the most. It's clues, not treasures, but like well, there's, that comes to mind. The, there's the landfall, make a treasure or a food. Uh, I'm not remembering it from Modern Horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pro- pro- provision or the three yeah. drop. So, 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 like both both of those are like that. That's that. That's that category of like three drop creature. Yeah. Ragavan has like great ability there. There are definitely things that do it, but in terms of a thing where like mid game you can just start to, okay, I'm not doing a whole lot and I'm going to fill the board. That's not a very common effect. Two versus one is the difference. Making two is a big deal. Like, yeah. like with, with with manufacturer, you're making six artifacts off one activation. You know, that's that's not a it's not a small feat. Yeah, no, I th- I think I think like I agree with you. I think there's this is a card I would never be surprised seeing play in modern, but I would not expect it. This like if I were to go to a modern tournament, I'm not expecting to play against this. But if I saw it in my opponent's deck, or I tried making it work in my deck, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, 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 it's like it's like it's an it's it's neither expected nor surprising. It's a wizard. It shows up exactly when it means to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, I think Minds of Moria might be the most iconic set piece of the Fellowship of the Ring to me. Of the first movie, um, well, the like, first book, like all the Shire stuff, and then it gets gets into Rivendell and like the pony pan, prancing pony, like all that's whatever. Like Baromir, I know you love all of the like Baromir death scene, like well, that, all of this. That's not like a set piece, though. I think I think if you're gonna go with a set piece, 
I think the Shire as a location is more iconic, but it doesn't have a moment as big. I think that Rivendell is bigger because of the forming of the Fellowship. I'd say that Rivendell, because of because mm. of that moment, you have my sword, my axe, my bow, like flying that, pools. Speak friend, like the like from from like oh true, like yeah, the Balrog fight is in this right. The the like fool of a took <laughs> the like speak friend and enter moment, like literally from speak friend and enter to fly you fools is such an epic. 20 minutes <laughs> when they get out of the mines of moria and they get out like onto the rocks there one thing drew and i have always talked about that makes us laugh is like 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 uh vigo has this very nasal delivery of a lot of his lines i mean obviously he's incredible and yeah. it's such an iconic performance but he's like he's like borrow me i get them up by this evening these hills will be swarming with orcs like there's like <laughs> Right, like it's just like so funny, and then like, but also then Baromir's response to him is like, "Give them a moment for pity's sake," which is like also my favorite. Like that whole entire in the mines to the out of the mind sequence is just unbelievable. So I, I don't know. You're probably correct. Like it's it's it is the it is the Helm's Deep battle of that movie, right? Because there's not like then they go to like the elves, and it's like. You know, there, there's like multiple like we're hanging out with elves and they're like kind of judging us, but they're like, please save us. Yeah. But also we're better than you. And then there's like yeah. the Orakai fight at the end, which is cool. But like also the ending of Fellowship is maybe my least favorite part of the movie. That's why. How? You're crazy. I, not <laughs> not the fight scene with Baromir, but like it ends. It's ending feels stalted. Of the three movies, its ending feels the most like, oh, wait, the movie's done? I thought we had more movie. Like, this is the beginning, right? Like, sure. like they, they get, kinda, in the, they get in the boat, it's just over. Yeah, it's just like, oh, they're like, where are we going, Mr. Frodo? On an adventure. And like, it like shows like shadowy lands in front of them. And like, it's so weird because that's how, did you did you watch the Denis Villeneuve Dune last year? No, I haven't seen it yet, which don't tell, I have a friend, Matt Karen, who's no, like no, impressed I, with that it's, movie. It's, it's really quite good. I mean, it's 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 a good movie, but it, the ending feels just, the vibe of the ending is so super similar. It feels kind of like, it leaves you with the exact same feeling, which I thought about a lot afterwards being like, I wonder if the second chapter of this is going to be amazing because like, I have that same feeling of like, I'm on this incredible adventure and I just like what the hell happens next? You guys, this movie just ended this way. Like have you read, have you read the book? No. Okay. I've read, I read Dune, but a long time ago, like okay. around when I first read Lord of the Rings, it was like, you finished Lord of the Rings. What are you supposed to read next? Dune. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I do have a friend who's like obsessed with the show uh, or the, the books and the universe. And literally he has like every card from the trading card game. And is it Lee or what? Yeah, there's the Dune yeah. trading card game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he okay. has every he has all of the cards. Um, but uh the the um I, I my plan is to probably watch the movie, the first movie, right before the second movie comes out. So I don't have to wait for the 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 whole thing. I can get my nice little all at once 17 hour long. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, I I hope the second movie is really good because the first one is like very good, but also like not memorable. No one really talks yeah. about it at all. It didn't have like the so, impact that I think they wanted to have. Back to magic with this, uh, the Mines of Moria and and the Shire, which we've also already gotten. Legendary land. The Shire enters the battlefield tapped. Unless you control a legendary creature, you may pay, tap it and add a green uh, to to. You may tap it to add a green, or you may one green and tap it to and then tap an untapped creature you control to create a food token. Um, Got it. So. W- 
Mount Doom we also have, but it's a red green land. And it falls a totally different it functions. Oh, so it's like not in the cycle because I, I, I remember the preview of that. But now when we were talking, I thought it was maybe black or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, so okay, Mount so Doom like... uh, is a legendary land that uh, pay one life, tap it to add uh, black or red, or you can one black red, tap it, have it deal one damage to each opponent, or you can pay five black right. red to sacrifice it and a legendary artifact. Choose up to two creatures, then destroy the rest, activate, and so it's a board wipe. Um, got, it, got it. And that's a mythic. So so it feels like we're going to get five of these as a cycle. Now, we don't know that for sure. And literally, as we're speculating about this, other people and friends might have already previewed cards that are uh, the I other like ones. Doom is, I feel like Mount Doom is not part of the cycle because it's a mythic. So I feel like Shire being green and this being red, uh, I feel like black, blue, and white feel likely i think i i wouldn't be surprised that mount doom is a separate a separate deal no oh, yeah, yeah i i think it is totally one i think i think okay, the blue one's probably rivendale mostly because i like hmm. i don't know any other water themed location in lord of the rings yeah like, there's not like a water tribe like like water is not like big thing so if they were going to use blue because like, Minas like the, Tirith is probably white, right? Because you, because you know, you like the we have the basic lands, and so for instance, the the island, the basic land map of the island is like the Bay of Balfalos, which is like sure the the where like the river Anduin ends and the mouth of the Anduin, like it's not a it's not a location you would recognize. Versus Rivendell is like a water area, right? It's like. Like each of the three yeah. elf tribes are like different and it's like more watery. It could also be the waterfall. They like that Baromir gets yeah, 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 with yeah. the two big statue guys. I feel like I feel like okay, so 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 if green is the Shire and if red is Mines of Moria, I think yeah, I think Rivendell for blue, that makes sense to me. Like there's water adjacent. Mm-hmm. I think that seems reasonable. I feel like white's probably Minas Tirith, then yep. it's such a hugely and it's like marble and white um the old because the black could I don't be that think swamp with all the dead people under the water and then there's like the lanterns that trick you into looking no, at them well, and they grab it, you it, it could be yeah i mean obviously the 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 the, the like lake of the dead or whatever yeah i actually think where it will probably be though is uh isengard that that makes more oh sense yeah to me. yeah yeah like there's a lot of good bl- swamp locations right isengard that she loves layer also could be the place it goes yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's interesting because like red also had like yeah, I think I think like almost the three that they chose are like or the Shire and 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 the Mines of Moria are like pretty obvious. Uh yeah. And those those I think are a lot a lot. Of, we could also I could also see the legendary land, like the Mount Doom being a different cycle. Sure. Okay, sure. Like, like a yeah, mythic yeah, land, color. like five dual lands that are all like like Minas Tarif, Mount Doom. Um, yeah, yeah. Isengard. It's a, a little overkill to me. I, I feel like. Well, they just need to make yeah, like make right it valuable though. for modern, right? Like that's like part part of the pro- interesting thing about this set is like how is where is the value going to be? Though I think I think like Lord of the Rings itself on its own is going to provide a lot of that. Yeah, I think I think yeah, like thinking about those different, you know, the, the different locations or whatever. Um, I. Do I do think that like Saruman and and his evil is such a big, important piece and also like the way that that location matters so much, like Gandalf goes to him and then like the ends destroy it and the battle happens there. And there's like the, the whole entire like story piece of like the orcs being 
you know, created, right? Like the Urukai yeah. being created, like, you know, the 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 spear and the axe and the the time of the orc, like that, all that stuff. So I'd be very surprised if they didn't take advantage of how kind of evil and iconic that feels. Um it, will there be a card called uh a mind of metal and wheels? Is that what that's called? The uh, he says that. Uh, I don't know. I can tell you some. So, so I, I, th- I think we're, we're we're probably wrapping up soon. But I know that there we have a few things. We know the names of cards. We know there's birthday escape, breaking of the fellowship, fear, fire, and foes. Grand the great breaker, horses of the Bruin, Bruinin, Lumbus, one ring to rule them all. Oliphant, second breakfast, and there and back again are the names of cards that wizard uh, that that Mario gave us. That's that's all I know. You've now hit the, 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 the line I'm talking about is that that uh, Treebeard says about Saruman, he has a mind of metal and wheels, which has always been one of my favorites. Yep. There was a band I grew up in high school called Gatsby's American Dream that had a song called A Mind of Metal and Wheels that I always thought was dope. And uh, a mind of metal and wheels feels to me like that would be the name of a card. I'd be surprised at this point if they didn't do something like that. Yeah, the, like we have legendary creature types. We have legendary creature avatar demon. We have legendary creature bird noble, which I'm assuming is one of the eagles. Legendary creature halfling knight. Legendary creature halfling soldier. We got a legendary horse. Shadow facts. Oh, snap. Uh, we got legendary creature Kraken, which I'm assuming is the at the gates of Moria. We yeah, have a legendary sure, sure, creature sure. nymph, which I don't know what that is. Nymph. Is there a legendary nymph? Yeah. I don't know if I can like. Oh, it might be. That- it might be like Tom Bombadil, which is a deep cut, which they're in this. Oh, guy, you're going, I yeah. believe does have like a nymph assistant. He has like yeah, a caretaker tree lady that's like helping take care of him. And he's like already okay. in the set. What? You're talking, you're talking, I say you're talking books and stuff. Oh like yeah. That's, yeah. Um, uh, we have yeah, a spirit Bob noble Bob. legendary creature, which I'm assuming is going to be like one of the Kings that, you know, what's his face finds and spider demon, which we got, we got shield, uh, shield, 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 shield. Yeah. And then and we, will got we a, get the, what? the Nazgul. I feel like, I feel like we haven't, they haven't previewed anything to do with the nine men, right? Oh, no, like, we'll, we'll like get it. I mean, the, we have the rings. We have the nine, the nine hundred rings, right? The serialized soul rings that are nine hundred of them. No, no, no. I mean, I'm saying the Nazgul, the the ring wraiths. So yeah, the yeah, nine yeah. of them. There's a like wraith. The, we got a wraith noble. The last legendary creature type line that we got was wraith noble. Okay, gotcha, so I'm assuming, gotcha. I'm assuming the 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 witch king is going to be or whatever the 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 oh, head witch of the all. King of ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's. Uh, those are our preview cards. Once again, thank you, Wizards of Coast, so much. If you, this is the first time listening to the podcast and you like what we do, make sure to hit that follow button uh, and that subscribe button because that it's really, really helpful. Uh, make sure also uh, to follow the MMCast TikTok account. There's an official one. Uh, Ben's been making a bunch of really cool content exclusively to there. Uh, and then also follow me personally on TikTok. I cast Wiley. I do a lot of magic content there as well. Uh, you can follow, 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 blah, 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 follow both of us on Twitter. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by TCG Player. If you are going to buy magic cards and you want to buy them from the best place, like previewing some of the cards we talked about today, go to TCG Player affiliate link in the description of this episode. It's extraordinarily helpful. It helps us out a lot if you can do that. Uh, and then also make sure to check out our Patreon. Our episodes normally, when they don't have a preview card, release a, a hour early um and you are not an hour early sorry uh almost a week early and uh they you get a full extra 15 minutes of bonus content at the beginning of every episode today we talked about legend of zelda we talked about a little bit of one piece we talked a lot about 
the different shows that Ben's watching and trying to convince him to play, uh, get a Nintendo Switch so he can uh, play uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, ben, anything, anything else? The shout out below. Yeah, comment on this video below and let Alex know he should give me his Switch if he really believes in his friend. It's uh, it's his responsibility, and uh, that's all. That 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 is all. So thank you. All right, thanks everyone, and uh, we'll talk to all of you. Uh, not next week because we're we're on. Uh, you know, we're we're doing twice a month now, so next week is a break, but the week after that, uh, and uh, we'll talk to everyone then. Bye guys. This has been a production of Time Traveler Media.